Hey everybody, welcome to the Motocross Action Podcast. Today we have some exciting news and some really cool interviews from Angel Stadium where Trevor Nelson got to interview Ricky Carmichael, Dave Arnold, Bobby Hewitt, Scuba Steve Westfall, Jeremy Appleton, and also got a brief uh, stint with Dave Prater from Supercross and Feld as well. Long story short, Triumph has just announced their plans to go racing 2024 Supercross and Motocross in the 250 class, and uh, 2025 is when they'll introduce their 450 rider. So the really cool part about this is that uh, you guys might remember a, a couple months ago that Triumph announced that they were going to race the MXGP series in the 250 class starting in 2024. However, the MXGP series is a works class, uh, works bike series, so anybody can race any motorcycle as long as it fits uh, within the rules and, and parameters of, of uh, the MXGP series. But here in the US with the AMA production rule that we have for Supercross and Motocross, you're not allowed to race a bike unless it's available for sale to the public. And that's where the KTM factory edition was introduced when KTM wanted to update their bike but needed to uh, sell at least 400 units. So long story short, the rule basically says it's kind of, kind of a wishy-washy rule, um, but uh, basically you have to have at least 400 bikes available for sale by the end of the season. So uh, we can expect to have Triumph 254 strokes in 2024, um, hopefully around the first part of the year while those guys are racing Supercross on it. But long story short, we got some really cool interviews. We'll start off listening to what Trevor Nelson got with Ricky Carmichael explaining his excitement for what's coming up, and then we'll dive into the rest of the interviews. Hey guys, what's up? Ricky Carmichael here. We are at Angel Stadium and the day has finally come. It's been a long time waiting, but the announcement of the Triumph Racing America team, uh, really exciting news. Uh, I know it was much anticipated, but the day is finally here and it's been fantastic. You know, it's been uh, really special to be part of a, uh, basically a part of building a bike from the ground up. Uh, 100% Triumph, uh, born, created, um, it, it's been special and, you know, thinking about it and all the things that I've been um, exposed to in my career, to finally have uh, an opportunity to be a part of something from the ground up was special and something that I couldn't say no to. It's been a long, long process, but a fun process. I've learned a lot. I've had a great time doing it and uh, we're taking a lot of pride in what, uh, what we're building. We want everyone to love it. We really want it to impact the marketplace and, and create a bike that uh, everyone enjoys to, enjoys to ride. You know, what's crazy is, you know, five years ago, I would have never thought that I was in this position, um, almost like, you know, my brand ambassador role for Triumph and being a huge part in the development uh, from the ground floor up. To, uh, to, to having this off-road, developing this off-road line, but then other facets of the business, you know, uh, putting, putting together the right, the right teams that I thought would be best for the brand. Uh, Bobby Hewitt, I mean, you know, his, resu- his results uh, speak for themselves. All the success he's had, success that he has had uh, with his former team, uh, the guy knows what he's doing. He's got a great crew on deck uh, behind the scenes, working close with headquarters, and uh, it's been fun. It's been a lot of learning for me, uh, but it's a role that I've really enjoyed, like almost like a GM role. And uh, I never thought that I would have been in this position or quite frankly had this opportunity. Uh, and I have to thank Triumph for that and, and thank Triumph for believing in me uh, 
Um, I've learned so much about them and admire so much about that brand and uh, you know the level of 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 what they build and what they create and what they're all about. You know, it, it, there's no reason we shouldn't be successful, and not only in the marketplace, but racing also. You know, you think about it, think about this, uh, and building something from the ground up in and, and a tough market. You know, there's a lot of a very competi competitive market, the off-road MX, SX uh, line, Enduro line. You know, there's a lot of great competition that we're up against, but the, the undertaking that Triumph and the commitment that they have made to, to come into the marketplace, uh, not only sell motorcycles, but compete at the highest level, uh, that should show everyone the commitment and what they have been able to come up with thus far, just on their own before we even got involved and Bobby got involved, uh, was incredible. And I was, uh, you know, I've seen a lot throughout my time in, the, uh, in racing at a high level and they are, they are meeting every mark. You know, 2023, uh, you won't see us on the track there, but uh, 2024, you'll see it at SMX Series. And uh, 2023 is going to be busy, gearing up for 2024, putting the final touches on the race bike, assembling the race team, uh, crossing, crossing our T's, dotting our I's, making sure we're ready to go. Um, we'd love to win. You know, our first year out, we know it'll be hard, but we're going to do everything we can to be running up front every weekend. So just a lot of work. Uh, behind the scenes in 2023. So rolling into uh, 2024 for the SMX series, um, we'll be in the 250 class, and then hopefully in 2025, rolling out in the 450 class, the premier class, 450 class. So uh, that's the plans as of now. Everything is looking uh, to be right on target for that, which we're really excited about. Uh, to finally see all this hard work come to fruition is, is certainly going to be special. Still got some work to do. But uh, we're going to keep our nose, nose to the ground and make it happen. This is one thing that I really enjoy is, is development stages of what's going to work for the consumer and then what's going to be good enough for the professional racers. And there's a fine line there. Um, when you're a professional racer and you're testing all these parts and pieces, you always want what is good for you and what's going to be great in a race situation where we also have to be mindful of the, uh, you know, our customers and, and the people that are purchasing these motorcycles, we want it to be good for them. We want it to be well-rounded. We want it to be durable. And, uh, you know, so, so as we're developing this motorcycle, you kind of, you have to wear two hats. And it's a, it's a delicate balance, but it's a fun balance nonetheless. I love Bobby's enthusiasm about, uh, you know, he, he, he says, oh, the bike won't even need a uh, logo. You're going to know instantly that it's a Triumph. And I got to say, the bike's pretty sexy, no doubt about it. Uh, looks good, and the great thing is it performs good. Uh, you know, the, the, the engine, the chassis, it's a well-rounded motorcycle, extremely competitive, and uh, certainly has its own identity. There's no doubt about that. You know, if you had to ask me what is one thing that uh, Triumph brings to, uh, to the market that's different or innovative, I, I think it's just the way that they do business and their willingness to listen to outside influencers uh, of, of how to make things better you know whether it's chassis engine uh the bike has its own identity i think they're bringing a new style uh to the game which is is certainly exciting uh and i think it's going to be something that everyone's going to really enjoy
Next. Next up, we will hear from Bobby Hewitt. Bobby Hewitt is a longtime Supercross and Motocross team owner. He started in the amateur ranks with Canada Kawasaki, then moved up to the pro ranks and really uh, started to gain recognition as Rockstar Suzuki. He had Davey Millsaps, he had Jason Anderson, and a lot of good riders un under the Rockstar Suzuki banner. Then switched to Rockstar KTM, and then eventually to Rockstar Husqvarna. Um, eventually, Husqvarna and the KTM group bought him out of his team. Uh, July of 2020 is when uh, he stepped away from managing and uh, being a part owner of the team. But uh, long story short, Bobby Hewitt's back in it, and uh, he is a very exciting character. Uh, all the riders that have ridden for Bobby Hewitt have appreciated his leadership as a factory team owner and manager, and uh, it's good stuff. Let's hear from Bobby Hewitt now. Obviously, started with Kawasaki. Then I was involved with Suzuki, went from Suzuki to KTM, KTM to Husqvarna, uh, and now I'm with Triumph. Actually, I I wasn't looking for a position to be to be totally honest with you. I mean, after uh, my previous uh, position, I, I just you know I told everybody I wanted to come back to racing. You know, right place, right time right circumstances and and had multiple opportunities to come back but it when this one presented itself it it, it was the right opportunity and the right time and um, it checked all the boxes so to speak we have a clear plan on you know the time frame in which we'll we'll start off in the 2024 super motocross uh, world championship you know obviously being in Supercross and pro motocross as well. We'll have uh, three 250 riders in 2024, and then 25 we'll we'll add a uh, 450 rider. Um, whether we'll add another 250 rider at that time will be determined. But as we go along, we'll we'll expand the program. But the first year in 2024 will consist of 250 riders only. The thing that I think that they have the most exciting to offer to Supercross Triumph as a brand is it's such an iconic brand. I mean, I'm an old guy, so saying the brand's cool is about the only word that I can come up with. But really, for me, the exciting part is to be a part of making history, being involved from the ground up. Uh, the freedom to interact and communicate, test and develop, and the mutual respect across the board. Um, you know, when you talk about integrity and principles and morals, and um, ours line up very well. And, you know, just the mutual respect and the opportunity that, that's been presented is it's probably the most exciting thing I've ever been involved with on the racing side. You know, there's something to be said, you know, the thing about Triumph and one of the things that I've communicated and they've communicated is we just don't want to be another brand that's competing and have a semi in the pitch, you know. we. Mm -hmm. We want to be different. We want to be inclusive with our fan base and with the public. And it's the same way on on doing the launch and everything. It's it's building that excitement. And like I've said, the nice thing is, is that we're finally to a point to where 
you won't have these long periods of time in between where you'll have additional information. You know, every, you know, 14 to 30 days there'll be something, you know, released again and again. And um, it just creates that excitement around the brand. Look, I know everybody wants to see the bike. Yeah. You know, what I can tell them about the bike, and I've, anybody that'll listen, I, and I'm not being biased, you know, I truly believe it is the best looking bike out of the box, without a doubt, the performance side of it. It has the capability to win. But the coolest thing about the bike is, is that when you see it, you don't need to see the name Triumph on it. You'll recognize it immediately. I mean, it's, it's really something new and different and exciting you know, to our industry. We're parallel on the amount of riders, which classes and things. Obviously, over in Europe, they'll, they'll compete in the 250 class and the MXGP, and then, as like us, in 25, they'll add a 450 to their program as well. Um, this, this is a huge undertaking. I mean, so, you know, we want to be methodical on what we do and when we do it and how we do it. You know, you, um, it's very easy to bite off more than you chew. But what you also have to remember is who's available. You know, you know, you have contracts that riders are still under contract. Some come open, you know, in 24. Some come open in 23. Um, and you know, we don't want to just compete. You know, we want we plan on being competitive and win, and win races and you know rider selection is a big part of that and so it's just it's it's a good foundation it's a good plan it's you know there's stages throughout you know two years from now four years from now six years from now we we all have those goals and those expectations and those plans and you know over the next 30 90 you know, four or five months, I mean, all of those plans will be laid out. When they first contacted me and everything, there was, you know, obviously discussions, interviews, going back and forth. Um, you know, again, I commend Triumph because they gave me free reign to build the foundation and, and the staffing and everything surrounded with it. Scuba, Stephen Westfall, I mean, he's been with me for over 15 years. Um, obviously, I wanted him part of the program. Dave Arnold, I've worked with in the past, and, and Dudley Kramer as well. Um, those guys are such an iconic figure within the industry and the knowledge and experience that they bring to the program. It's like having Ricky, it's like having Dave Arnold and Dudley and Scuba, myself. It just gives credibility to the program. And I think that's, when you're launching a new brand, you know, to have people involved with that, that have the experience, that have the experience of winning championships, multiple championships over a long period of time, it, you just, it's worth its weight and goal. The one thing I will say about Triumph is, Look, everybody wants to see the bike. I want everybody to see the bike, but you only have one time to to make that first impression. And the thing I will give credit to Trump is that when it's ready and when it's right, it'll be launched. And we will be at Supercross competing in 2024. The bike will be launched soon. 
you know, that's the whole marketing department and above my pay grade. But um, Triumph's been around since 1902. They've been here for 120 years. I think it's important that everybody understands that this is an in-house, ground-up, built, developed bike. And to be involved in that and to see the quality and and the engineers and everyone in the background working on it, it's just, it, it's impressive. I mean, it's, I tell everybody, take 20 minutes and research the brand. It's, it's not just another Japanese brand. It's not just another, you know, European brand. I mean, Triumph is truly an iconic brand that is going into a new segment. After hearing from Bobby Hewitt, we have to talk to Scuba Steve Westfall. Scuba, he is uh, Bobby Hewitt's right-hand man, and after Bobby left the team, uh, Scuba took over as the team manager for the Rockstar Husqvarna team. And then in January of 2022, right after the season started, he announced that he was leaving Rockstar Husky, and uh, that's when Husky hired Nathan Alexander as team manager, brought him over from the KTM Orange Brigade amateur program to manage the factory Husky team. Scuba, he's an awesome guy. Uh, riders appreciate him as well and his leadership, and uh, he keeps it fun around the tent. 2004 is when I started, you know, my journey to do this or be, you know, involved. Uh, Colleen Millsaps had reached out for me to come there and work in the shop and just kind of help around there. Uh, I started that and. It just grew and just kept going and working with different riders. And then in 2008, uh, amateur rider that I was was with had turned pro, Kyle Cunningham at the time. And then he, you know, went to work. Yeah, got hired by Bobby. Asked me to come there, and then I was with Bobby ever since. I've had multiple riders I've worked with in the past. Uh, it's exciting. It's a little nerve-wracking at first because you know you hear. You can do what you want. It's okay. And when you know you're you're just unsure, you're not sure. And then actually, you know, they they actually have done a great job with this project, a really good job. Um, and it, it it's actually you know it's exciting to be a part of something that's new and you know creating history basically. So 20, 2024, we'll have three two fifty guys. And then in 25, we'll have one 450 guy, possibly another 250, but we'll just say three and one. Correct. Yeah. So 250 will come first, 450 after that. They have been testing, Triumph has been testing for a while. I think Ricky alluded earlier to 2022, right? 20, no, 2020, sorry. 2020 is when they started, you know, really starting to put the, you know, the bike through everything and then COVID hit. So then obviously that delayed everything. And now here we are, you know, 20, the end of 2022. And we're hoping, you know, every, you know, everything's been going well. And, you know, as far as the testing goes and, you know, that's basically what 23 is for, is for race, you know, racing, testing and development. Next up, we talked to Jeremy Appleton. Jeremy, we've actually interviewed him a couple times on video before. I caught up with him at Anaheim last year when I saw him walking around, just talking with people and uh, building connections, building relationships at the race. Very interesting to see a guy in January of 2022 walking around the track uh, with official Triumph logos and gear on at uh, press day for Anaheim. So 
that was cool. It was a good interview with him then. Uh, then I also got to catch up with him at the Motocross of Nations this year uh, when they announced their plans to go racing in the MXGP series. Now we talk to him again. Let's hear from Jeremy now. Okay, I'm Jeremy Appleton, Global Racing Manager from Triumph Motorcycles. Uh, my role here is to oversee the racing program internationally and uh, here today we're introducing the um, Triumph Racing America program. Uh, really significant day for, the manu for us as a manufacturer. Um, looking forward to January 24 when we join the, uh, the Monster Energy Supercross series um, and indeed the Super, Super Motocross World Championship. That's going to be very big news for everybody and um, Triumph coming in in its second year is uh, for us great timing. I think Triumph joining the Super Motocross World Championship is all about showing the technology of Triumph. You know, we're, we're coming in as a major manufacturer, um, new into this, so building a race team that is bringing a brand new bike. Um, we have a lot to learn, obviously, um, but we feel that the engineering team that we've assembled and certainly the large crew of design, development, um, test engineers that we have back in Hinckley in the UK um, are capable of putting together an extremely competitive bike. So I think we, we view ourselves as a new entrant, but a significant new entrant into the championship. Yeah, so um, although Triumph is not entering until January 2024. Um, during 2023, we have a very extensive test program uh, lined up. Um, obviously, a lot of announcements to come, um, not least the motorcycle, what it looks like, what it involves uh, in itself, riders, um, all of those announcements will come. But we, we're already deep into a race testing program um, and that will continue through 23. And then there'll be activities, announcements and um, some collaborations with, uh, with the Super Motocross outfit and um, Pro MX as well. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we, we have a busy 23 to come before we're actually racing. Being part of this program, you know, which really is a ground up, you know, program for, for Triumph coming into motocross and off-road racing. Um, a great privilege. Um, very exciting. Uh, there's a huge amount that needs to be accomplished, but seeing that happen um, as a new project for everybody involved, I think, is, uh, is really exciting. And, you know, we have many hundred of staff back in the UK and elsewhere at Triumph facilities around the world who are investing in this project um, and for them it's exciting too you know across the board as a company this is uh, this is a big deal and I think um, you know the the level at which the bike is already at and the, the program is testament to the efforts of a of a huge number of people back at uh, back at base yeah working with you know the legends of this sport is um, an enormous privilege. Um, humbling, I would say. Um, I'm the least known character in this industry as far as, uh, you know, the racing program goes. Um, Ricky Carmichael uh, needs no introduction, um, but Ricky's been hugely supportive and influential as a global ambassador for Triumph. Um, bringing Bobby Hewitt into the race program, uh, we believe we've captured 
the the right person for this and you know one of the very best in the industry his record speaks for itself and similarly uh, as team manager Stephen Scuba Westfall uh, brings an awful lot um, of experience and knowledge to the program and you know we needed that we we are um, a very well established uh, engineering company with great reputation you know very very good products out there um, but Triumph hasn't been racing in supercross and pro motocross and uh, there's a lot to learn um, so equally important to bring Dave Arnold and uh, Dudley Craymond on board as well because for chassis and powertrain development I mean that's the essence of the motorcycle um, we believe we're surrounding ourselves with the best people and, and we need to we're, we're going up against the best um, when we launch off the, uh, the start gate in January 24 we're, we're certainly you know very aware of the level of competition we're going up against yeah the 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 level uh of the staff that we're bringing on is um very much part of the plan um you know we are here to be competitive and ultimately to win uh we need people who are winners and everybody we're bringing on to this program is a proven winner uh, and uh that, that's key to you know the way that Triumph is approaching this whole uh, motocross project. Yeah, Triumph coming to motocross and off-road um, is significant for the industry, um, goes without saying. Uh, I think as a brand, we will bring a, a fresh approach. Um, Triumph is 120 years old this year, but the history has built the brand. Um, the future is all about building great motocross bikes, great off-road bikes. Um, the brand does have a unique character and some of that DNA will be in the bike. Um, as, as I've said before, it's an entirely Triumph-built motorcycle right from the ground up. Um, everything on this bike has been conceived, designed and developed in the UK. Um, so for people who are familiar with the Triumph brand and newcomers, you know, they're going to get something that's extremely unique uh, and uh, we believe will be fun to ride and certainly competitive when uh, when it breaks ground. Next up, we will hear from Dave Arnold. Dave talks a little bit about his history here, but man, this guy has been around for a long time. He's got a lot of experience with Honda and with other brands as well. Um, Dave Arnold is also an AMA Hall of Fame inductee. He was just inducted to the AMA Hall of Fame in 2021. Uh, he's worked with the best of the best, and he's been around. Uh, he, he knows what he's talking about, and I think you guys will be able to tell from this interview. All right, my name is Dave Arnold. I'm the chief engineer for chassis development for the U.S. side motocross race team, motocross and supercross race team, but also heavily integrated into the engineering of this model in England. So, yeah, I mean, these groups right now, I mean, there's a Grand Prix group. And, uh, and then, of course, there's the head office in, in Hinckley for, at Triumph. And then there's a U.S. team that's being formed as we speak. And it's all pretty much one group. I mean, we've gone to Europe for a couple tests. We've gone to the factory and had meetings and testing and design and, and tested a few prototypes in England. And then we've probably had a handful of those tests in America as well. But although there's three arms, you know, the, the, the factory in England and the, the race group for the Grand Prix and the race group for American Supercross Motocross. It's pretty much a small organization and we're all trying to work with and support each other at the moment. Uh, I would say that uh, through 
through the year 2022, to start at 2022, the development was on was both for the needs for racing, but also as it affected um, the production bike because of the production regulation for the United States. You've got to get the production bike in the ballpark. And then, so we've had testing is both up until this point for production and racing needs. I would say going into 23, uh, production, whether it's for the 23 model or beyond, I think there'll still be involvement for production development, but it'll get more serious about refinement for race spec. And then in 24, they're gonna, of course, they're gonna be launching a race effort. So then it's gonna be chasing whatever the needs are of those racers in that series. So I probably can't say much, but I could say a bit, even if it's kind of vague. I think that, um, Obviously, the styling and design of the bike will be a little bit different, and that's not just cosmetic. Some of that will be actually the layout of the plastics and layout of the chassis. It'll be unique in that way compared to the other manufacturers. Um, I think, you know, obviously, if, if uh, all these products, they study all the competitors, so they had uh, the geometries and the motion ratios and things like ergonomics. Um, obviously, it can't get too far away from the center of the market, especially with production regulation. You kind of got to be able to have a platform that's adjustable for not only supercross and outdoor racing, but the different riding styles. So, but uh, it'll be uniquely a Triumph design and Triumph look. A little bit of my background is, uh, like all guys in high school, junior high and high school, I was riding dirt bikes as a kid. and. Then I went to motorcycle trade school when, um, when I had to decide whatever my extended uh, education, vocational education was gonna be. I went to a trade school for motorcycle technology in uh, LA Trade Tech. Then I started working at a Honda dealer in the early 70s for a couple of years as a mechanic. Hired by American Honda, they were, uh, had a newly formed motocross race team. They had done some road racing prior to then, but I got hired when they were putting together the motocross team. That was in 74. And then I worked within racing for 20 years. I was like seven years as a mechanic and I don't know, 13 years as the manager. And within that period, of course, there was big developments with the Japanese, but um, we had to do a lot of the prototyping and as it related to chassis layout, because it was just something that was, we had a, I think we were closer to some of the we were kind of more, more, more close to the ground than maybe, and we could facilitate what Japan was doing. And then after Honda, um, what did I do? Oh, I went and that was 20 years in racing. Then I went to research and development for 20 years. After that, I went and did a short job with a friend of mine at KTM, Roger DeCoster. We worked together quite a bit in the 80s. And so I went to KTM for a few years. I worked at Geico Honda outside Honda race team for probably three or four years. And then I worked with a brand up in San Francisco, electric bikes called Alta for a few years. And I got done with that and I was on the couch for a couple of months and Triumph called. It really uh, leaks into how old I really am. But no, I, I, fortunately I was able to, as an enthusiast involved in the sport in the late 60s, I bought a BSA 441 Victor and rode Triumphs around as a street bike. And uh, then got a European two-stroke early 70s, which was a CZ. But then at Honda, you know, or at any manufacturer in the 70s, the evolution of suspension systems and chassis designs and powertrain, I mean, the, the development that was done for the sport in the 70s and 80s, I think will just be unparalleled. And so uh, I was able to 
kind of work through and, and be a part of that whole curve. I think to be successful in racing in the 70s and 80s, I mean, of course, the manufacturer, they had to have a good design to start with, but things were changing so rapidly, even for you to stay competitive, uh, you almost had to do a lot of development. You had to be, keep your, be pretty close to the evolution with all brands. And I think that one of the strengths that we had in, in racing in America at Honda at the time was that we worked pretty closely with engineers in Japan and we were kind of the eyes on the ground when it came to, and we would prototype most of this stuff ourselves, and we had frame fixtures and we would cut chassis up and we would try things and I mean most of it didn't work or a good portion of it didn't work, a lot of it did and so that was a big asset for some of the development going on in Japan. So that, you know, at Honda uh, they were really good at engines and they were us also, also very good at chassis, but I think the American team was, we were able to contribute quite a bit with direction of chassis development at that period. With chassis development, I would say my whole time at Honda was 20 years in racing and another 20 years in R&D. And I would say that, you know, after another 10 years working for some of these outside race team efforts and so I'd say I've, for my whole career, been heavily involved in chassis dynamics and development. So a good, a good 50 years. Well, it's certainly helped. I mean, uh, it, uh, I have a theory that I really like to know. I, I, I remember helping this guy with this museum project, and um, there was a world champion, an English guy, Les Archer, and he rode a Norton, but that was back in, uh, in the 50s, right? And I flew to Spain before his passing, and I just wanted to talk to him about how they developed their own bike, even back in the 50s, because I think it makes it easier to figure out where you're going when you know where you've been, even if, so to clearly understand the hardware and how they developed and the bikes that they raced in the 50s and the 60s and 70s and 80s, 90s, I think it helps us with a more of a clear path of where we're going today. So. I hope I can contribute at least a small portion of that. Next up, we hear from J.H. Leal. J.H. has been around Ricky Carmichael for a long, long time. Uh, basically, wherever you see Ricky Carmichael, J.H. is usually not too far behind, helping manage uh, everything that he's got going on. So pretty cool. I think this is one of the first interviews I've heard with J.H., especially recent ones. Um, Trevor Nelson did a good job asking him questions, and J.H. did a good job of explaining his excitement for Triumph and also just uh, what his job entails working for Ricky Carmichael and helping manage uh, all his business ventures. Uh, my name is J.H. Leal. I'm currently the president of Ricky Carmichael Racing, and um, my previous uh, experiences, I started in the industry. I'm, I'm third-generation motorcycle. Uh, my father rode and raced motorcycles. Uh, my grandfather rode and raced motorcycles growing up, and then I um, uh, went to go work as a uh, manufacturer's rep. I represented several brands, Fox Racing, Cherbies, multiple companies over the years, and then uh, went and moved on to American Honda Motor Company, from there, I started my own sales and marketing company, and then eventually, uh, through all that time at Honda down living in Florida, became a part of Ricky's program and eventually grew into the role that I'm, I'm currently doing today. Uh, so my, my current job title, if you will, we're not really big on titles, but t 
technically, I guess, president of Ricky Carmichael Racing. Uh, I help oversee all the different entities that Ricky's involved in. Obviously, he continues to have long-term relationships with all of his sponsors. Um, and so I help uh, manage and oversee all of that, all those aspects. Um, in the past, we've also do the, the Ricky Carmichael Universities, the RCX Amateur Supercross at Daytona. Um, uh, we have a, a, a marketing company where we represent several athletes and brands also, you know, bringing some brands in for sponsorship uh, areas. Uh, also was involved with the RCH racing team uh, when we had it. And now uh, present big project here while we're all here today is the uh, entry of the Triumph off-road racing team into the U.S. market. Yeah, so... Um, uh, 100% the trying to be the behind the scenes guy until you dragged me in here. But, uh, yeah, my involvement is primarily through Ricky's involvement, you know, and helping him. Um, it's kind of a unique situation, probably, um, a little bit more hybrid than traditionally would happen. But, you know, trying, uh, is obviously starting from the ground up. So, you know, when they had a whiteboard to start this whole project, the first name that they put on the top of their whiteboard, um, as they'll like to tell you, was Ricky's name. And um, with that, my involvement with him and, and our company, you know, we have the capabilities and the ability to reach a lot of different areas. So we were involved in all the conversations when it came down to, you know, each step of the process, um, you know, looking for a race team, identifying who was available. You know, those are the kind of things that, you know, resource-wise that, you know, it's kind of just what what we've done coming out of the racing part of the industry and having Ricky been retired for all these years, it's kind of what we work on. So um, my involvement is just a small role of many people, you know, connecting primarily the all the elements in the UK to the to the US elements here and um, and helping them make those connections and contacts. Yeah. So interestingly enough, when I was um, a manufacturer's rep years and years ago, um, one of my dealers at the time was the one that um, first helped bring uh, KTM into the racing world uh, back in, I believe it was 95 or 96, I think, somewhere in that area. Um, so it's been a long time since our sport has seen uh, a manufacturer coming in. And, and really, when you think about it, it's really a historic moment. It's, it's, uh, it's incredibly important for our sport and the growth of our sport. It's also a testament to the growth of our sport. We have a new television package. We have a new championship series this year with the SFX World Championship. So it's, um, it's exciting, and it's also really monumental, and, and it, it's, uh, it, it makes you... Really appreciate you know the growth of the sport you know now that I reflect back on the the career that I've had in this industry and to see where it was and how it's growing and how much more professional it's coming the growth of the television package I mean I remember we used to listen or we used to not even listen it was like a, a text stream I believe you know you used to be able to get back in the day so um, really proud to to be a very small part of of what's happening but also you know trying to take a step back and have some perspective to really appreciate you know, what this means for our sport, to have a manufacturer with Triumph's iconic history coming in, 120-year history. Um, and then personally, my dad used to race Triumph motorcycles and flat track back in the in the late 60s, you know, early 70s. So there's a kind of a neat connection there personally for me as well that's really neat to see, you know, Triumph make this uh, this entry into the off-road space, you know, and, and to, you know, come into America, which is, you know, the largest off-road motorcycle market in the world, and um, and come in here and want to compete at the highest level. It really is a, a special time and an incredible moment, and I'm proud to have a, a really small small role in the whole whole the whole opportunity of this project. Last up, 
Trevor Nelson talked to Dave Prater from Feld just about uh, Feld's excitement to have a new brand under the umbrella. Uh, Dave had a couple cool things to say. Let's hear from him now. Hi, this is Dave Prater, Vice President of Supercross. It's super exciting to see Triumph enter the Super Motocross World Championship. It's going to be the eighth manufacturer, um, and it's got such a historic past, and it's such an iconic brand. Um, I think everyone thinks of, you know, Triumph as being this cool brand, but it's really been, you know, something we've looked at in the past or history. And now this can actually uh, take us toward the future and, and develop something new and exciting. So I think it's exciting. I think um, the industry is overly excited for it and I really can't wait for 2024. I think anytime you can inter introduce a new OEM to, uh, to super motocross, supercross and motocross in general, like that's what this industry thrives on is competition. It makes all of us better. And so to bring a brand like Triumph into the fold and just push everyone else to the next level, push all of us to the next level. Um, like I said, that's why we do this. Yeah, if you, I mean, there's no better way, I can't think of any better way if you're gonna come into the Supercross and the motocross space than to start with Ricky Carmichael as your foundation. You start from there and then you bring in Bobby Hewitt and Scuba, uh, Steve Westfall, Dave Arnold, um, you know, you've got these guys that are just experts in their field and who have won at every level, but especially at the major level, at the elite level of Supercross and Pro Motocross. So, uh, you know, if I had to do it and I was going to build a team, I can't think of a better, better one to put together. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in to the Motocross Action Podcast. Be sure to uh, check out more of our podcasts as we have interviews from the Honda HRC team intro. And uh, also check out motocrossactionmag.com to see what else we're up to. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next one.